Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sturlo. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Welcome back to Legal Council. Uh, calling at you on a Monday night. This will hopefully be out later on tonight. As always, calling my old mate Jack. Not going to refer to anything to do with the Hong Kong board. That's a in a past life. But you're residing out of Melbourne, Victoria, mate. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. It's uh, daylight savings has left us. Oh, I, I never understand when you're saving daylight. Is it now or is it in summer? Summer. I think it's now, isn't it? Oh, hang on. A no, minute. we're saving it. So that we can enjoy it more in summer, aren't we? Oh, you've just confused the fuck out of me. Yeah, I know. But I've never anyway. actually given the actual word daylight savings much. I mean, it's taken me 36 years to get my head around putting my um, clock back and forward. And I think finally <laughs> yeah. this year I've cracked it. But how do you effectively... I mean, you don't save daylight. You just uh, sort of change your time. It's it's a fucking shit no, name. You're saving the daylight in the summer, you're maximising the the daylight by pushing your clocks back in summer. It means that you are essentially getting more daylight at night. You're maximising it. But to me, it's just like oh, I'm a millionaire um, because I start on minus a million and I'm on zero. It's just yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the kid listeners don't need to hear about uh, sunlight and shit like that. What did you get up to over the weekend? Uh, watched a lot of league, even though you accused me earlier of not watching a lot. As I said, if you accuse me again of not watching enough league, just give my wife a call and see what she thinks about that. <laughs> well, I mate, watched every game except Sharks, Roosters, and... What was the other one I missed? And uh, Sharks, Roosters. I think dogs, I only missed two. Dogs Raiders. You see Dogs Raiders on... Th- I'm finding myself watch not dogs watching Raiders. Thursday night. What? I'm finding myself struggling to watch Thursday night football. Oh, that's the one I get so fired up for. I know, but it's one of those ones that just slips through the cracks, I feel, um, unless I have to get out of the house and go watch it at a pub. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I only watched the last 20 minutes of Knights uh, Broncos. Um, so, But, I mean, just... even, if you're, even if you run the world's... Uh, well, not the world... <laughs> Asia's... Formerly Asia's number one rugby league podcast, mm. you can't be expected to watch every game zero minute to 80 minute because do you reckon like the Fox League guys do well they they would yeah they would halfway through the um, the week probably they'd be watching them just in terms of the lead up to the show so I guess today if they're doing preparation for NRL 360 that is, that's all they're doing aren't they they're watching games yeah I guess so but like when um, we don't want to talk about Fox League too much but when they do I think it's the Thursday night show mm. or Straight after Yvonne starts interviewing um, Joey, Medi, uh, yeah. and he has to yeah. like be quite in depth on the game. Yeah. So he's obviously watching it quite intently. But that's fuck. That's a good job. They're watching it in the green room, aren't they? Yeah. What's quite. the green room? Is that like a name for getting in the green room? That's a surfing terminology. What does it actually mean? Uh, it means getting. Oh, because when the wave uh, goes over you, you're in the green room. Is that what the lights say that the, the ocean turns? Yeah, it turns green. Yeah, you're in green once you've yeah once you it sort of reflects through it. You know that nice water. Does it reflect or is it refract? Refract, I think, because you yeah. you can sort of see it coming from the other side of the wave. And to, talking about um, definitions of stuff, do you know what a foley artist is? A foley, and are you terming in? Are you 
talking in like terms amongst our extended mates, Foley artists or Foley. No, 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 I'm talking about it's in this. Oh, we know you know a Foley, but this is actually with regards to cinematography, cinematography and making films. No, mate, I've got no idea. So a Foley artist is a guy. If you're filming a guy walking down the um, street, mm. the Foley artist is like Nick, like got these. Uh, I don't know two. Uh, corrugated cardboard and rubbing it together to make the noise of the guy walking down the street. Really? Right, there's a Foley artist. So they make all the noises for the movies. And then it... So they're, who on the was I with? they're on the sound effects game. Yeah, they're in the sound effects game. But then, remember Police Academy. Yeah. What was the name of the guy that made all those noises? Uh, Jonesy? Foley, wasn't it? No. Foley, Axel Foley was on um, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Shit. Uh, I think I'm wrong there. Was that Jonesy, Jonesy was I'm it? pretty sure, yeah. That he could make... Oh, so he was just like basically a folio, folio artist with his um mouth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that blew that story out because I was like... I thought I had a, a an epiphany. And you're just like, oh, well, this guy's just so aptly named Foley and maybe that's where he got his... What's his real name? Bubba Smith? Do not know. Do not know. But I'm sure Wikipedia can tell us that if we if we do so. Um, wish to have a look at it, mate. So round five, we're not yep. quite there. We're not quite at a quarter of the way through. But after rounds after this week, we will be a quarter of the way through. It's gone by very quickly. What stood out for you, just from a football perspective, this week? Uh, football's perspective is, I think, uh, is it low scoring this year? It's the the, the defensive lines are even harder to break. I just think some of the attacking play from some of the teams lacks a bit of um, imagination. I think some of those coaches like, you know, the Brad Arthurs, they just don't have anything. I mean, New Warriors against the Roosters brought back that little double, uh, the double around, you know. Mm. Just that sort of stuff mixed up the, the defensive line a bit. But there's just this conservatism in some of the coaches. At the end of the day, you need to score points. But it's working for the Tigers, isn't it? I mean, uh, Cleary's playing to his strengths. That's yeah. that, anyway. That's just something I've, I, I, I'm noticing. I just want. That's why I think, again, the interchange, and the ref, being uh, getting rid of people to the sin bin will open it up a bit more. Yeah. Well, you covered a few points in there. I think the first one is, as far as attacking structures go, just just from not being a complete expert on the game and watching, being your armchair watching. Rugby League doesn't seem to has, have evolved attack-wise in the last 15 years, really, does it? I mean, the same plays seem to be, you know, happening year in, year out, doesn't it? Just, yep. like, I was watching the Cowboys in the weekend, and they were just going through their sets, like, you know, I imagine that, you know, Thurston in his set has, you know, a set of six, and he just goes, right, this will be three plays right, I'm going to do this one, and this one, and this one, yep. and then I'll go back the other way, and I'll do these two. They were just so predictable, and I guess that... Yeah either two things the Warriors were pretty good defensively which I think that they're better than they've normally been and I think that the Cowboys are just well out of sync they're not humming yet and I don't care who you are I still think that the Cowboys will be there come you know the pointy end of the season and nine bucks well you might even get a little bit more than that but it's not a bad little wager is it to get get on get on them for the title still I think they've still got a little bit in them yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm not going to write them off yet. I mean, they played a pretty, uh, a red hot, I wouldn't, a very informed Warriors side. There is, I mean, there's a general lack of imagination. I mean, mm. the short kickoff has 
um, been something that I've been impressed with. Pe- teams trying that more often now. Only when they have to. Only when they have to, yeah, I guess. And the other one is the attacking, or people actually using the kickoff almost as a attacking ploy right now. Well, the Cowboys, they like kick it does, differently it? or make it sort of wobble differently. That's good because some people are just retarded. Like, sure, Kenny Tao. Do you oh, see what he did? No. Oh, I did. Like, these guys, some of them are just retarded. If you put the pressure on them. Yeah, well, you got to ask questions. I think Pat Richards, when he came back from Super League about five, six years ago, and he had that year for the Tigers and then came back again to Super League. Must, he's the yeah. only guy that I feel got cold feet in the NRL and had to go back again, like, as in, from an Australian perspective. It was unheard of. But he came back and people were talking about him for origin. Like Green. And he, like, was doing enormous, like, he almost pioneered the enormously high place kickoff. And then I think Cole Felt has probably, like, carried the torch now. So even though they were kicking, um, they were, you know, playing from behind, I felt every time Cole Felt kicked the ball from halfway in the weekend, we were a chance of dropping it, we being the Warriors. I can't say we, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say we because this is a, a rugby league podcast that doesn't favour any team. Well, the other thing is, um, I think there is actually a scientific uh, method that's being used by some of the coaches to give away these penalties on the defensive line. Mm. So I what think do you the best attacking point... I'd like to know, somebody should do the stats, and I want you, Rhea Harry, to tell me, where do you think if you have one play and you've got to score via going through the hands, mm. where would you want that play the ball on the field? I would probably want it about 15 metres out. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, maybe 12. Because yeah. it gives you just enough, just enough and, steam onto the ball, and then by the yep. time if you pass it, and everyone's running onto the ball, theoretically, you should be, the winger should have the ball right in the corner, and it's almost a question of momentum whether he goes over or not. Yep. So remember touch football had that law where you had to come off the goal line? Did you ever play that? Yeah, you had to. Yep. So could league do that? Well, they have to even get, they're not even getting back I think they do have that rule. No, they don't. Okay, well, if they don't, they do it anyway. So do people... You don't see wingers hanging back on the line, do you? Or do you? Uh, if you're a winger, you hang back on the line definitely because you've got to... Def- well, it depends what tackle it is. Oh, if it's the last the tackle, you have, well, to ha- yeah. you have to... And to be honest, I'm a big believer if I was a winger, I would stand on this fourth and fifth tackles. I'd stand on the dead ball line if you're a defending winger because you want to... You can often get dominated by the attacking winger having more momentum than you. That's In fact, that's kick. So as soon as they start to run the ball and you're on the dead ball line, you're going to have to run up very quickly. If they, yeah, if they run, it depends how big your goals are. Are they like Central Park Wigan or, you know? <laughs> Far out. There's been some embarrassing British in goals in, in the in the park. I don't know, boy. It's a different game. Oh, yeah, there's different. It's a different game. Games, you're right. It's a different game. See, so back to the Tigers. Like you've you, you sort of said, you know, they're not scoring that many points in anything. They have scored. Only the Eels have scored less points than them. They are equal with the Sharks and second to worst place, but they're fourth on the table. Really. St- third equal with the Panthers only by differential slightly they're winning games on their defence alone 
than that was popping penalty goals over. Like, the penalty goals right now, it's almost a given. Like, if you were to punt, Dragons and Tigers, first scoring play, penalty goal, there's got to be a bit of money to make there, surely. Yeah, yeah it's, a good po- it's a good point. I mean, the, they have the right players in the right positions. Um, I mean, that game against Melbourne was a bludger. Uh, the conditions weren't, okay. I'd say, conducive. But, I mean, they're still... And I guess... I mean, I would enjoy Lee because I enjoy the sort of battle and the sort of, you know, going back and... It's a bit of an arm wrestle. Hmm. But, I mean, they just... Both teams just couldn't... Tigers looked like they were actually going okay, but they just didn't have the sort of skills, which is okay. They're staying in games. But Melbourne, just this... This clunky without... Cooper Cronk, Brody Croft is sort of, he's just not, he hasn't gelled at all with his outsides. I mean, I'm I'm worried about the storm. Bro, I am very worried about the storm. It's not just, it's not just Cooper Cronk. It's Cooper Cronk, Tohu Harris, and who's, there's another, oh, Jordan McLean. Yep. Um, that's quite a bit to take out of a grand final side. Like, that's three of their six best players, seven best players. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, I would have to say they've got the player in the comp at the moment that has went downhill the most Ooh. from 2017. Uh, he is shocking, isn't he? You should be kicking at him every tackle. In fact, what Teamless Tuesday tomorrow, he won't make the team, surely. Say that again? Teamless Tuesday tomorrow, Bellamy can't pick him, surely not. I've never seen a drop-off confidence. He's basically untouchable last year. He was... Oh. He was the best one in the game. We said that yeah. on the show. And it was the, the confidence that he had was when he had the ball in his hand, it was peak, you know, yep. to carries your sailors, you know. Oh, even, yeah, yeah even better. Like, he had just no... I've never seen a confidence level like it. But even just... And he was good for Fiji in the World Cup. He's just turned up this year, and he's been horrible. Yeah, yeah. A purely confidence game. But then you look at the other side of the coin... The guy in the same position, I'd have to say, has been the biggest turnaround. Momalo. Ken, Ken Momalo, I was about to say it. He hasn't dropped one ball. Maybe one against the Rabbits. They dropped. dropped one, I think, in Rabbits. the first Rabbits. half yes. Rabbits, yeah. And then since then, like, his defensive... He's reads. like a professional... Oh, he, he's, you know, when Manu was at his pomp, he was, you know, pretty... You know, when he was eliminated the errors, he was pretty close to being the best winger in the, in the competition. But Malmalo's just like, he's not doing anything wrong. I, I was flabbergasted by what's happening there. So, I know. We've been, we've, I've been, I think even on the first show of the season, we said that Malmalo and Corey Thompson were the two worst first graders. <laughs> of we'll put our hands up and say we got it wrong, but that is the beauty of our game. And I think league, it's just... It's a, you can't call it right now. No, but I'm just saying that players just have these, and that's the difference between, to me, good and great players. Like Benji will just miss great because he just couldn't always keep it at that level. But then you go to the next level, which is the Thurston's, the Lockyer's. Mm. So they kept it high the whole, you know, you can talk about a Luke Patton or a Brett Hodgson. They had lulls. Yeah. But what about, so back to Vunivalu, do you know, because obviously... What happens in other clubs? A guy like him will go away in off-season and, you know, they might not train as hard and come a bit overweight. You know, think of a guy like Conrad Hurrell or a Bryce Cartwright, right? Or Jack Bird. 
that there's no fucking way that Vunivalu is not getting absolutely smashed in a preseason. There's no way he's going to turn up fat under Craig Bellamy. So maybe it's a mumsy issue, Vunivalu. Maybe someone's just cut his grass. Maybe Felici Kafusi has got in there and there's a little bit of a, a rift in the team because how else can you just lose your, completely lose your game from being one of the best to one of the worst players in five games? It's a good question. And we've got one of our great listeners, um, Tavali Elaleo. In fact, does he give us any feedback this year? I always like his feedback, but he's obviously works closely with the Storm. Mm. I'll ask him. He'll give us the rundown on uh, Vunivalu's love life. I mean, and then don't you just find a nice, good old-fashioned like girl from out west just to settle down with him if you're Bellamy? You'd start. How do you find a nice girl for a Vunivalu-type person? I don't know. It's you know, the difference about playing good football, I guess. It's, if it's a difference maker and I'm Craig Bellamy, I'm, I'm asking the question. So the one yarn that was quite funny that uh, Tavali, our Storm Connection, told me was in the off-season, um, Nas, gee, how old Nas be? Is he 20? Maybe 21. even... 21. 21 now. He didn't have his driver's license, so he had to <laughs> go and get a... Um, he had to go and do his driver license license test, and he didn't have a car, so he borrowed um, the Daihatsu. I think they're sponsored by Daihatsu. It was like a Daihatsu charade. <laughs> he basically looked like he's a tallest man in NRL. In that driving out of uh, the Storm HQ to go do it, his driver's license. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, in terms of where we are right now, and there's a couple of teams and everyone's going, oh, yeah, who, who's for, who's legit, who's for real? Who do you think, like, I look at the Dragons, the Warriors, Panthers, Tigers, maybe throw the Roosters in there. Who's got the highest ceiling at the moment? Like, I, I feel that some teams are playing exactly to their potential, and I want to say the Dragons and the Tigers. But then I look at teams like the Panthers, the Warriors, the Roosters... I think there's a lot of approving to go there. And then you go down to easily the Cowboys and potentially the Storm. They've got a lot of improving to do. Who's got the highest ceiling? Like, who, if everything clicks for them right now, has got the highest ceiling? From what we've I seen this to year, be not key... on past, not on the past. Well, to me, I, I, I guess I'd say the Roosters, but that the Bucks Over the is... Cowboys? The Cowboys, but I think... The Cowboys are going to be there and thereabouts. And the key to the Cowboys is they have to stay fit. Mm. I think the odd, they'll get to the eight, but then the odd injury, I just don't think it'll... If Thurston goes again, I just... that was you got to also think about how mentally tough that season last year was for them. I think everyone just had to carry the team. So I think the Cowboys are there if they can stay uh, healthy because if they have one or two go like they did last year I just think mentally the team won't be able to carry them that far to me it's the Roosters but the big but is is Tedesco any good I mean I, the jury is still out and if, if he is good and he is a and he's good enough to be fullback for the New South Wales Origin team against Turbovich he's not and that's and that's a correct decision by the selectors. Then the Roosters have the highest ceiling. Back to, but if oh, back to back to the back to the Cowboys, I think that a lot of people were saying that they did so much last year without Thurston. There's a little bit of a sense in the team that they turn up this year with Thurston and they should just blow everyone off the park. But I was watching the Warriors game in the weekend and Brandy came out and said before the game started, he goes, "I think that Thurston's played one season too long." 
And I was like, fuck, finally one of those talking heads has actually made a big call, like a big call other than like sucking everyone else's cocks. (laughs) And I was watching Thurston so closely and he's either hurt or he has just fucking got too many moles on his legs because he looked just every who's getting hit he looks uh, like a ragged like drunk walking out of an football. alice springs yep. bottle on a thursday like a, a withered old indigenous man yep. after dole day coming out with his vb crate he looks tired yeah i'll give you that he does look tired um now in terms of ceiling roosters I think that you've got, you know, you've got the Kronk and the Tedesco and all that, but don't you reckon just they've just got a scattering of players that have just got too many question marks around them? Yeah, okay. Tedesco's one of them, and then you talk about the the forward pack of, uh, you know, Corden hasn't had a good one. I think we, I think everyone knows now that JWH isn't up to it. He's just a name. Uh, like Lettrell, what Lettrell? If he can he become like a 2006 English? Just don't think he's got that in him yet. Anyway, I mean, they will have their moments, the Roosters. What about the Dragons? I think they're playing as good as they possibly can. I think this is their peak. What do you have to say about that? But I think this peak could be good enough to win it if they stay healthy. Uh, I, say I, that, I think that teams will catch up with, from them. Like, I look at the Dragons. Origin, think Origin's going to really hurt the Dragons. It will, because they'll get guys like Paul Vaughan, maybe a Ewan Aitken, maybe a Cameron McInnes. People are throwing out Cameron McInnes and Ewan Aitken. I know, here. I know. I know. Um, they're gonna. I think get to Ballon? I think they will get to Ballon. Ben they're Hunt. gonna. Hurt, they're gonna hurt. I mean, if we can, who are we gonna? We're not gonna lose Blake Green. Sorry, all the listeners out there. I don't. The Warriors aren't gonna lose Blake Green. The Warriors have the for me for this season right now. They have as high a ceiling as anyone. Yeah, I think they can. Isaiah play. Papali. I think they if can. If he play can good. come back and be one of those Michael Jordan. Okay, I'm not gonna go that far, but. An Ali Titlau, Teddy-like uh, player, round 12. He gives us just the X... Ah, what did I say, us? He gives the Warriors just the X factor they need. If you looked at that first half, and I'm going to move off the Warriors in a second, but I've seen a lot of Warriors, and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people saying this year's different. That first half, those three tries they scored in the first half, no one else is playing football like that in NRL right now. And no, I just I think that the Warriors are only touching the surface right now. It's the sign of a good team is not the great players playing well. It's the guys around the you know the fringes. Bunty Afawa and uh, Jazz well, Defunga and just, Lavala Pulu. These are guys that I was laughing at being first graders. They are playing unreal football. Everyone in the Warriors team is playing unreal, and I think they can go to another level. I think this year is they are legit, and I would dead set call them grand final chance. Okay. Just before we move off the Warriors, I just had to think about this over the last few days. What about as being a New Zealander, uh, Rehari, you would have heard all this stuff like... Oh, yeah. Oh, the the Warriors the need... Yeah. They need more Australians in the yep. team. Yep. We... On that team that played in the weekend, have we only got one? Yep. Like somebody... Players that have actually come through... Yep. the Australian league system and a New Zealand coach and that and obviously the Australian trainers getting a lot of reps but yeah you're right but um, but it's just a, the whole paradigm shift of if we had a, a, a if we had a team built up with this sort of um, uh, league heritage 
people would say it doesn't work but it is working and you know it's it's different and i've read a lot of articles during the week saying well one actually by dean ritchie saying that the warriors will crash and burn there, there is they are not crash and burning this is this is going to be a year where they will compete which makes it exciting for new zealand rugby league anyway we're going to move off this and i've watched a few of those league shows during the week right and you know the footy show is basically the laughing stock i haven't watched it in years it's just terrible the ratings are down they're almost thinking of trying to get fatty back or cancel the show but then if you think about it the maddie john show it's no different like they I don't know. talk league it's just a fucking pantomime with fletch and hindmarsh doing stupid skits even last night they had on burgess and graham right you think this is going to be great i'm going to get to see them like talk league i'm going to learn a little bit i'm going to see them you know bust out a few fucking northern um, monkey stories and they did this stupid skit like about them fighting and stuff around a, a chicken on a table like maddie johns has lost it like where is the actual proper league shows that you listen to a guy like brandy talk about rugby league like it's all variety shows probably like, league hey, hey, life no, no i agree I, I i watched something the other night and i was just like this is turning into the footy show it's terrible. um NRL 360 is okay though. Yeah, that's. I mean, decent. that's still what we've got. Um, league, look, you. I know you probably don't league like league let life. Oh, have you seen? Actually, have you seen Vossies the fan? That's no, brilliant. I've, I've been hearing great raps on Vossies the fan. <laughs> that is, you'll like that one. That reminds me a bit of that. Remember the sun, not the Sunday roast, the one before at Boots and All. Oh, for a bit. No, it's Boots like and All that. was a segment. Boots and All was a segment on. Um, the Sunday footy show, wasn't it? Nah, there was an earlier... There was a one that was uh, maybe... A, nah, nah. And it was, had stuff you may have missed. That nah, was Sunday. Anyway, it's it's good. I think what that about, gets on Wednesdays or Tuesdays. Watch. You'll enjoy that. That's real league. What about that? NRL 360. But I'll be, I'm going off the median. Oh, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm off. If you keep... Like, it was... The Hindmarsh not winning a premiership joke was funny about for about three years now it's just getting ridiculous and the professor had a couple of good jokes in year one and then he's been bad very bad ever since but what about though like they're having current players if you think about this another sport right you've got cooper cronk who's commenting on players as he's playing so he was commenting on sunday about the tigers eels game um and was sorry, and, sorry, and, and he was no Warriors. He was talking about Warriors, yeah, the Warriors uh, Storm Tiger. He was coming because I was. He was talking about his old team. Yeah, and he yeah, there's a conflict of interest here. You're Evans not going to get as well, like commenting on real. Like, shouldn't you have to be an ex player to to comment in terms of being on a show? Uh, well, I mean, you could argue that it's we're getting a, a a good insight because we've got a current player actually talking about it rather than the sports that don't have current players. I, I will say this about Kronk. He really broke the game down and there's only one other guy was Joey is the only other guy I can think of like that Kronk was going through about how he was comparing Sean Johnson and Jonathan Thurston around how like for example Johnson was a space player he needed a lot of space to operate in but Thurston was the opposite and he actually didn't need space because he makes space by his um, his passing and his decisions and his kicking stuff but just listening to him talk was bloody interesting but I was like Thank fuck me. imagine actually yeah, if you're a player, right, and you've got Cooper Cronk who's talking about you, and then you sort of come up against him a couple of weeks' time, it's a bit, it's a bit random in terms of sport. No, you know? But that's that. That is what I, 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 I mean. I think you need to look at the advantage of the insights. I mean, I think, I think Ennis is quite good too. Very. Um, yeah. He 
he understands sort of in the middle of the field how the forwards, how to get people up, the mental sort of things. But when you get like, and Brandy's good too, I think. Brandy's I think good. Brandy's. But then you got the Gazniers, oh, and God. look, Alex McKinnon, okay, is a oh sympathy God. vote because why has he got it? He's he offers nothing at the moment. Okay, has has the world just? I've noticed this a lot lately. Like, there's a fascination with corporations and now obviously TV stations with diversity. Like, yep. I've seen so many ads with people who are either being burnt or um, they're uh, disabled. And obviously, I'm very sympathetic towards them, but they're now getting thrown in ads and campaigns left, right, and center. And Alex McKinnon is a guy that played 47 games in the NRL. And now he's forced upon us so that Fox Sports can feel good about themselves that they've given someone a job who's disabled. But the punters yep. don't learn anything from him. You know, do, do you reckon that people who are disabled look up and go, wow, that's, that's my role model? Or would you rather actually listen to someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about? Yeah, agreed. <sighs> The other, yeah, I sort of get that impression. The other guy's that wheelchair tennis player that's on all oh, those AZ ads. Yeah. I don't know. He just won't. I just think he's, I think he's getting there because of his, because um, he's in a wheelchair. It's like saying, oh, that guy got there because of his old man. There's no difference. No, there's not. It's just, it's, but Alex. You're McKinnon... lucky enough to be in a wheelchair, mate. Don't rub it into the rest of us. I don't think he's lucky enough to be in a wheelchair, but he is getting the perks. Well, I don't want to say perks, but he's been getting very well treated by the NRL post that in terms of speaking engagements, donations. Where's your Where's your Taniali Tuiaki? Um, I know he or, got dog. His he can't even walk. He can't even be a labourer now on his uh, ankle. I think the Broncos are looking after Jarrell Yoye, and I know well, yeah Jarrell Yoye, but he's a really nice guy. But again, it comes to the next thing. It, d- 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 are they looking after the, the 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 Polynesians in their game enough? Well, you mentioned this to me during the week, saying that they are unfairly represented in terms of media positions. And I'd say, yeah, consider- considering that half the players on the field are Polynesians, then they probably need a little bit more um, representation in the media rather than disabled. There's not that many disabled players, are there? <laughs> Only Jonathan Wright. <laughs> But but the thing is, um, I think we need. Yeah, look, I, I think New Zealand's uh, Sky team is probably not enough. Like um, people, yeah, they good. They got like yeah, Monty Beatham, Owen Goodell, Richard Barnett. They're all um, Bluey. Polynesians. Um, what did you want to say about uh, fighting as you get older? Okay, I was actually I was biking home from work tonight, right? And this and this hasn't happened to me for a while. I was just some I think sometimes some days there's just that fever in the air. But there's all these roadworks that are going outside my work, and I sort of crossed the road on me push bike, and one of the guys holding the stop sign sort of said, oh, "Get off your bike, man!" I said, "Chill out." And then he said something smart-ass, like, just get off your... And I turn around and go... Wait, 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 you were a pedestrian or something? It's like so many roadworks, so they have to have, like, these nanny state blokes holding out these signs. They're going, get off your bike, mate. I'm like, for fuck... The only reason I bike is so I can get the advantage of getting to work faster, so mm. I'm not getting off your bike. And they also... These bloody... I don't know if Sydney's as bad, but they just put pedest... They put traffic lights everywhere now. Mm. Well, it's got ridiculous. Mm. If there's a guy crossing the road five times a day they'll put a bloody p- 
pedestrian crossing there because people can't cross the roads by themselves. So, so anyway, I t- yeah. So you had a crack at him, and he had a pop back. I had a crack at him, and I turn around and go, "Do you want to go see?" <laughs> but I was like, "Look at me!" Like everyone around is like in their suits and stuff, and they've seen this guy. I burr up to this road worker who was, you know, he's probably got. He's working with his hands all day. He's probably right, but I felt like just dropping my bike and getting in, and just like. And then as I was coming home, I turned around this blind corner because it was dark and that because it's bloody we're not saving daylight anymore. And this bloke, like who else bikes? Bikes. Not many people bike around, right? If you are, you're generally a drug dealer or something. And I came around and nearly took this guy out, and he goes. Watch where you're going, you dumb C. Is this a separate? Is this a separate? This is separate. So I'm sad. this is on the same bike home. Thirty minutes. You need to and get I off the bike. turned around. He was going real fast because he's obviously he looked like a drug dealer sort of thing, you know. At that time of night, biking back into town, going quite fast, so he'd obviously done a good deal. And I turned around, and go to him, oh, bring it, bring it, C. Like. And he, but he was going too fast. But I, was, I felt like just dropping my push bike, whipping my work shirt, like at the buttons and just going. I just felt like, when was the last time you felt like, when I, we were young, when you were 19, 20, there's always yeah, just... You've, you've uh, grown up and you matured. You've had kids. Obviously, that's chilled you out. Well, obviously, it hasn't, actually. I, but I'm just saying this hasn't happened for a while, but has it ever happened to you lately? Well, I got a little bit angry. I wouldn't say I was about to pull my uh, work shirt off and go for a scrap. But um, there's a Vinnie's over the road from me, and you know Saint Vincent's de Paul. Yeah, do do you? Yeah, like a um, Salvation Army and all that stuff. They have those. um, You know, it's a charity shop, and it really fucking grinds my gears that um, so people when it's shut after hours leave all the clothes outside the shop. Oh yeah, also toys and books and what have you. And then in the morning, they open up the shop and they put them inside and they sort through them, throw the shit out and put the stuff, price it, put it on the shelf, etc. Yep. But a couple of times lately, I've seen fucking Deros um, or Geros, which is an elderly Dero, like a geriatric oh, yeah. Gero, yeah. um, <laughs> um, going through the bags and like taking what they want. Now that's stealing, isn't it? You're stealing off charity there, aren't you? I don't nah, no, I don't agree. I disagree. Like I've got all Hang these. Hang on a minute. They are there to be sold for charity, but they are deciding to come off the street. And some people like generally park their car outside. Husband and wife Giros go through the fucking shopping bags, take what they want, and get in their car and hustle off. So a couple of times lately, I've told people that I said, "Clear off." You're stealing from charity, and I've made a point of it. And oh, other bullshit. people, bullshit! You've actually said that, have you? I have a couple of times. Bull, I've told what? Them like, have off. you got? Have you done it on no, foot or wind the car window down, or what? Have you done it's it? Directly opposite my house, and it's next to the supermarket. So I say, hang on. So off. you've looked out the window, and have you said, no, "I'm going to go and tell walk, these guys"? I've usually been walking to the supermarket, so it's often a okay. thing I'll do late at night. Okay. And what are they? How do they? How do they reply to you? So the first time I did it recently. I think the guy just basically got scared off and I was like, felt quite good about myself for getting rid of someone. Yeah. Yeah. The next one on the weekend was this fucking young hipster, right? He was tanked and he was like skidding. What time of the day? At about 6.30. I think he might have been at the Robin Hood. And yeah. he was like putting stuff in his satchel. And I was like, mate, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, nothing. I was like, you're stealing off charity. I was going to do my stealing off charity line. He's like, no, I'm not. 
and I go, yes, you are, mate. What do you think you're doing? You're stealing off charity. That's not your stuff. And he goes, oh, I'm homeless, mate. I, I, I need this stuff. And he was wearing a fucking scarf, like a real hipster scarf, like dangling down. His shoe, his jeans were rolled up and he had no socks on. And I was like, mate, there's no fucking way you are homeless. You're just a thief. You're a common thief. And he wasn't backing down from me. And this big juice head walked past and overheard me and goes, put that bag down. And the guy put the bag down and walked off. So I needed a little bit of help. But really? Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't. It would be interesting to know what happened with me and the hipster. He was very small, but he, he was one of those like nothing to lose hipsters that probably would have just gone gone for it. Yeah, I think you sh- I think we, as we're older too, the psychological factor has plays a bigger part. We're a bit wiser, so we back ourselves. If you if we're like gonna rip off a custom made like work shirt, and just the buttons. <laughs> That could just take the psychological uh, edge yeah, straight away. You, you know, especially because we're big units. Oh, this not. little drug dealer is one of those runty little things. He didn't obviously didn't get a really good look at me. Well, I'm I'm still confused with your story. Before the first person was a stop go worker, yep. And then you were going to rip off your shirt to have a crack at him. And the second guy, what he drove. So, I, so you. the first guy, I admit, I was probably, I was probably in the. I was just. I was probably in the right. I probably should have got off me push bike. There's a lot of people getting off trams and stuff, but I'm like, man, I'm not a, I'm not Alex McKinnon. I can control a push bike. And then, so that was good. And then I, as I was biking off, I thought, oh, I should, I should probably, you know, I was thinking, should I write a letter and apologise and stuff, you know? But I carried on. And then, and then I was also thinking about like uh, fate and all that. And then, just as I got round. Then I went around a sort of dark corner. I was on the f- um, footpath, and then the guy came down. He was hurtling, but he was in the wrong. Or maybe, no, he was in the... Because he was the one who goes, watch out, you dumb sea. And it just... It was just... Uh, I don't know. It just wound me up, because I wasn't really in the wrong. He was just going fast, and I wasn't, so... Fair I enough. felt... And he was one of those... Because you'd think a drug dealer has more to lose less to lose right so oh no he doesn't because if he probably, the cops you probably need probably to give yourself a few here. weeks off the push bite what you probably need to give yourself a few weeks at the judiciary off your push bite just to maybe just because you might do something stupid yeah it's a good point but I mean would I be any good anymore I don't know I just don't know I don't know if you're good in the first place nah yeah you're right <laughs> no yeah, anyway right. Let's, let's, let's let's move on um, I've got a question from Twitter, and it, and it wants me to ask you. Okay, so um, it's actually one of our one of our big big listeners. So he wants to know how long does it take to rebuild? Take Canterbury for example. We are bad now, but for how long? How long does pay need to become competitive? And to follow on from that, how do you do it? Do you add a piece here and there, or do you wait and hit rock bottom and go on a buying spree, a la the Knights? Well, I think. I think a rebuild can happen quite quickly. Like it, it's Fuck it's yeah. something that you can't really put your finger on. Like look at the Warriors. Mm. We should be rebuilt. Well, hang on, it's only round five. They, not we, should be rebuilding. Should they? Well, the thing about the Warriors, someone asked my father-in-law asked me in the weekend. He's like, "Oh, they've got a completely new team, and they've and they've seen a whole lot of guys away. They only really got rid of." Um, Lilliman and Madalino from last year's team. Otherwise, the majority of it is probably four or five signings. So Agreed. they signed five players, which Look, not not huge, like splashy, 
you know you know immortal or a superstar signings is a couple of stars not superstars yep. a couple of stars and a couple of good first graders yeah so I think in the Bulldogs question it's a year I reckon it's with Dean Pay. he's obviously just come in he's got his roster isn't bad to be honest he's got a few aged people like the Morrises that sort of probably aren't really worth their pay packet I don't but they're giving it a lot people like Brinko Lee like he should be in there um oh, I just Brinko think, Lee's gone Brinko Lee's gone is he the Titans player. Titans this is this yeah. is this is the probably the the main thing I think for to answer his question I reckon a year what do you think a year you can turn it around yeah in this competition yeah, definitely. He, he's got a year. I mean, I think if you look at the Bulldogs and the Eels, and I, 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 I think the loyal listener, Bradley Cooper, you know where the, where the problems actually lie? It's above the coach. It's the board level. Just yeah. they can't get their shit right. Who was it? Was it Jack Gibson that said, if you've you, you, you got to get your front house right before you start getting wins on the field? And the, the Bulldogs and the Eels, they've got all the money in the world. Well, not money, but they've got all the supporters in the world. They've got a they're, they're sort of glamour clubs, although they don't deserve to be. It's just because there's infighting and just. And that's what someone said to me the other day about the Tigers. They go, it's the, they've finally actually sorted out the um, all the infighting around West and Balmain. And how the fuck are the clubs going to go around if they have these like coups every year in the leagues clubs? But in saying exactly. that, it just takes like it just takes two or three decent signings because the, every club in the NRL has a nucleus of. A relatively okay team and it just yep. takes four or five decent signings combining with a bit of momentum in the coaching staff so there's no so, what, so okay okay Rehari, i think you've answered that quite well but i'll counter your argument and say so why did the knights take so long to rebuild then i think that which start, is how no, long no, has it been three because years? they couldn't get people to go there exactly i think but that, and the bulldogs won't have that problem right so let's yeah. say yeah, so that's why you know Bradley Cooper, keep your chin up. I mean, it's only round five. You could, who knows what would happen. Listen to but... this. This is this is something I picked up in the Sydney Morning Herald a year ago, and I saved it. Major signings under Hasler: Tony Williams, four-year deal; Brett Morris, four-year deal; Michael Leisha, three-year deal; Chase Stanley; Will Hopewadi, extended to two, 2020; Kieran Foran, four-year deal; Aaron Woods, four-year deal. Aaron Woods is looking like. What does Aaron Woods think of the Tigers now? Anyway, I'll, I'll get back to that. Then the high-profile departures. Martin Tapau, 2014. Dale Finucane, 2015. Michael Ennis, 2016. Damian Cook, 2016. Tim Laffey, 2016. Curtis Rona. Herman SESE, 2016. Trent Hodgkinson, 2016. Josh Reynolds. James Graham. Sam Cassiano. That all happened under Hassler's watch. He, in terms of recruitment retention, has been as bad as anyone. I know. Is that like Wayne Bennett does this and Hasler does this. There's a couple of coaches. They're in that win now mode where they just want to sound old guys and they don't give a fuck what happens in five years' time. So if you do have a Wayne Bennett at your club or a Des Hasler, you want to be sure what their plan is because if they are in that win now mode and they're not quite good enough, you can absolutely fuck the club. And that's what happened to the Knights. Yeah, but I mean, no one's planning five years ahead, are they? I think you do in NBA and stuff, I guess. You need to have a combination of being good, but also having the young talent coming through, which is pretty hard to manage, I guess. Yeah, but okay, so 
so then the Storm have got probably the closest we've had to uh, Storm and Seagulls probably the closest we've had to dynasties in the last 10 years right yep. and I think stability but again Manly Manly's roster's not right there and I think again on, that's, Manly, that's had, Manly had 2000 and sort of 2005 to 2013 yeah eight yep. year run of I mean fuck if your club's good for eight years competing every year you cannot yeah. complain after a couple of lean years and now they, they made the playoffs last year anyway I know and they're yeah I know exactly so I think and then Storm again they're I think from all accounts they just ran they just run ran, run properly um, I do say I think it's though, easy in a one town team the Storm are not scary this year at all no the Tigers have beaten them twice. Good on the Tigers for fucking off Aaron Woods, Mitchell Moses, and James Tedesco. Gee, and so, they called them the Big Four with Luke Brooks as well. They, uh, uh, I'm just loving what the Tigers have done because they're boarding guys that are just, you know, like they're not fancy. Fuck Ivan Cleary must I, be able to coach. I said it last week, mate. If you look at their West Magpie, Westover Magpies New Souls Cup, there's a lot of first grade. T- yeah. McQueen's struggling down there, mate. They, they've just. Well, there you go. That's a rebuild that's happened in one year. Yep. So they were dire straits. Tigers, Warriors in the yeah, last mate, year. Tigers, Warriors, and this? Knights, all on the top eight. Does in the last year with the bottom three? Does hindsight now? You look at it now. Does should history look back on Jason Taylor in a bit better light? Why? Well, because he had to deal with Moses Woods. Oh, I know, I know. And who else was the other one? Uh, Moses, Moses Woods, Woods and, uh, and Tedesco. Tedesco. I think Tedesco seems like a good bloke. And well, I think Woods was Woods generally well liked at the club. In, uh, but I tell you what, though, what it does make a question in this current NRL is big splashy buys like Tedesco and Cronk. I know the Roosters are going to well. I think there is going to be good, but wouldn't you rather, as I said this before, like hold on to like guys like Connor Watsons and Mitchell Pierces and stuff? I don't well, know. I think the Roosters fucked up big time. Are the Tigers uh, the first NRL money ball side? I think elements of money ball. I reckon that Rain Bennett did elements of it. No, actually, no, no, the Stormer. But they have, they've had a big four to... They have, but then they've prepare. supplemented those big fours by like Todd Lowry's, Brian Norris, guys that are just on the fucking scrap heap. Um, who's that dweeb with the long sleeves that's injured now? Uh, 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 Fari, played for Manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Parramatta. Yeah. Chase Blair. Chase Blair, like, yeah. He turns those guys into will be. Hang on, let's... let's Dane Nelson. Can we, just, can we just confirm what money ball is? It's... I think looking objectively at stats and basically letting analytics probably play more of a part than talent, natural talent. Yeah, and I think, yeah, but is there also, yeah, I mean, you have to, because you've got a salary cap, the the salary has to be Mm. also taken into account, right? It obviously is for for your stats. Yeah, I think probably rugby league's probably more of a simplicity. It's not really a stats game, but if you looked at baseball, they were looking when Moneyball started. Billy Bean. They were looking at you know th- 
I guess, influences on the game that didn't necessarily come out in normal stats, and then they were just investing in guys that could do certain things. What, like, what about post-contact meters? I mean, aren't NRL stats are actually it's evolved. Going, up, They're evolved. going up and up? Yeah, true. They are evolving. Okay, what's one stat that you'd really like to see actually put more impetus on? Uh Mitchell Moses passes across the sideline. They just go out straight over the wingers' head on the full. Yeah, quote. Well, what about uh, try? Oh, how about the the length that you got in a set of six? They do that every set of six on the TV. <laughs> okay, no, but I mean they haven't statistically said. Oh, the Tigers get. Uh, 55 metres average set of six in the first half and only 42 in the second. So that might say, well, what's happening? Are you, are you not getting your big boppers on that get post-contact metres or mm. are they not fit enough? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, the other one is actually when the try is scored, you know how they put the bracket what minute it was in? Mm. Inside the bracket also do minutes. So let's say Sean Johnson scored um, 42nd minute, then they do comma, and then they say uh, meters, which means what play the ball, the last, oh, how yeah. far out from yeah. the line the last play the ball was. And that would yeah. give you a good idea. And if it's an intercept or you score a try off a fumble from um, the other team, it's just a hyphen. <laughs> Quote. What? No, I just, I just like the in-depth that you just went to. I was, I was, I was enjoying it. Um, okay, so we basically answered that question from Twitter. We've pretty much run out of time, mate. No, so, come on. I want to do best buys of the year. No, we're going to have to save it for next week. We've run out of time, but I am going to get you to give me a quick, uh, a very quick game of the week. I like going through the draw with you, and I want you to name me the game of the week here. Thursday night football, which pisses me off that this is no longer the first game of the season. Roosters, Rabbitohs. Then we've uh, got, oh, I'll on. be... I'll be watching that definitely. And then we've got Friday night double header. We've got Storm and Knights, and then we've got the Derby Dragons and Sharks. So Storm Saturday... get up, Storm get up, and Dragons. Oh yeah, Dragons get up, don't they? Well, then Saturday you've got the Warriors at home to the Broncos, and the if the Warriors... Warriors if the Warriors and Dragons win, then next week you've got no. two undefeated teams playing each other. Are the Broncos going to be dead set desperate? And when you've got a one-town team that desperate, it's not going to be a walkover, mate. It doesn't matter. It'll be a walkover. I think the Warriors win by 30 points. Fuck. Then the Dogs absolutely flogged at at 1-300 smiles. Sam Thiday came out and said it wasn't about winning this week. That says it all. Um, At 1-300 smiles, you've got Cowboys hosting the Bulldogs. That could be 50 points. I reckon they'll click. Uh, Raiders Eels battle with the wooden a, spoon at GIS uh, Well, with the dogs. So I, I think, geez, the Raiders. Well, I just want to say it was good to see Ricky happy, wasn't it? Good on him. And I hate the Eels. I'd love the Raiders to. I want. And the then the Panthers win. are just going to bash the Titans. I think that will be closer than you think. With Garth Brennan going back home, he knows Penrith. Yeah. He knows that club well. That might be closer than you think. And then Eagles hosting the Tigers at Lotto Land. They need a that's, win. That's my game of the round. That's my game of the round. Sunday afternoon footy at Lotto Land, Brookie. I am that. I, I'm going to be in front of a TV for that, Rihadi. I just, it's a certain element of me wants to see Brett Stewart running out on Sunday afternoon at Lotto Land. You just, you know, when you had those manly teams in their pomp, Snake usually got a double within the first 15 minutes, didn't he? 
you're right. Who's their fullback now? Matthew. Well, uh, Tom. You're Tommy right. Beck should be Tom, back. Tom, I do Tom like Tom Tommy Dubovich on a Sunday. Arvo at Brookie. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, that's actually a huge. That's a brilliant um, matchmaker's dream, isn't it? Oh yeah. Right. Good stuff. All right, mate. Well, um, we will chat this time next week. You got to love your league. Love your league. Get us on legal under slash council on Twitter. See you, mate.